Hello, this is A Voice in the Darkness, and I'm your host, Gwendolyn Forte. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Whether you are at home or in your car or at work or even in a hospital room, wherever you are, I am so glad that you are listening today. The purpose of A Voice in the Darkness is to encourage, to uplift, and to enlighten so many people around the world today experience different um, seasons in their lives different challenges or different um, times of transition that can be very difficult you know and it's very important to know that you are not alone in that someone else has walked in that path or that place where you are someone's been there before and I want you to know that you're not alone and that you can make it you do not have to throw in the towel do not do it why am I saying this you might you might be thinking you know why is she saying this I'm telling you because I've been there I've been in your shoes, I've walked in hard places, I've been totally discouraged, I felt like I was alone, you know what, but someone released an encouraging word or said something to me throughout that journey that I was walking on and it caused me to say, you know what, I can do this, I can make it and I want you to know today, you can make it as well, you can do this, you are an overcomer you are able to succeed and i just want to just talk to you today on this last podcast episode of 2020 i want you to know that you made it 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 through 2020 what a trying year what a challenging year this year has brought so many changes into our lives and and I want you to know that you know it wasn't easy for some for some um it could have been you know okay or could have been great for some but for many It was challenging and I want you to know you made it and let me tell you, we are about to embark upon the new, we're going to embark upon 2021. So I want you to know that this is an exciting time that we are going to enter into an exciting decade, okay? And some of you made it throughout 2020 because of maybe just you know, you were standing on God's word. Okay. You were standing on God's word and you held on to the promises in God's word and you made it through 2020. And some of you, you stood on a rhema word or, you know, something that God spoke to you and it's, it came alive in your heart or others. You may be, you, you may have stood all throughout 2020 on a specific prophetic word that was spoken to you or over you or over your family, over your marriage, over your business, over your life. And you stood and that's what brought you through 2020. Let me tell you what that's the topic today of this week's episode. I want to talk about the power of the prophetic word, the power of the prophetic word. So you, you are um, listening today and whether you're in your your car, wherever you are. I want you to just really tune in today because I believe 
that there is so much power in the prophetic word. There's power in the, in the written word of God, and there's power in that um, prophetic word that's spoken over you. And so I want to just go in a little bit and just personally testify, you know, how God's word has ministered to me in my life. I, I love the word of God. I read it every day and it has blessed me, transformed my life, transformed my family. And I got into the word um, at the age of 16. And, you know, and every day God is still revealing himself to me. And I'm pretty sure those of you who are listening to this podcast, if you read the word, God is transforming your life just by reading. I'm, t- I'm telling you the power of his word to transform a life. And so that's how I have been growing because of the logos, the written word that God reveals to me through the Holy Spirit who helps me to understand his word. But through my journey, you know, as a teenager, as a young adult, as a, as a mature woman, God has used different individuals to speak to me a prophetic word. And, and for those of you, you may be saying, what's the prophetic word? Well, it's a word of God spoken to an individual or maybe even to a group or to a nation specific about what's current or what God is saying to you personally at that moment, at that time. It could be something that's happening at that time or something that's to happen in the future. But it is, it's like a tailor-made word spoken directly to you. And it's so beautiful. And I had that um, spoken to me, a prophetic word spoken to me from the Lord on several occasions in my life. And it's usually been at times where I feel um, I needed it. Sometimes I didn't even know I needed it, but I did. And I want to just give a, a personal testimony before I talk about the power of the prophetic word. Um, we're closing out one year. I want you to be encouraged stepping into 2021 and the Number one word we can ever get is when we open up and read the word of God and allow the word of God to speak to our hearts. And then guess what? Sometimes God will use, you know, a song or a person or the Holy Spirit in our prayer time to speak to us a current word, a current word to our hearts that would speak directly to a situation that we are in or that you're in. And I'm telling you to bless your heart. And I remember. In 2000, well, 2014, um, my mom passed and I shared this on other podcasts before, and, um, I'm going to just share a little bit of it today because it's so impacted my life. And she was diagnosed in um, December of 11 with colon cancer. And she moved to Oklahoma where, you know, my husband and I, my kids, we cared for her and we were just really standing for her to live and to not die. But I saw different things in that journey from when she moved down here in March of 12 I saw different changes in her in her personal stance and I knew it was because of the pain she was experiencing and when she decided to go on to be with the Lord I I I saw when she was making that decision and when that decision was made and it was a journey for me and for our entire 
family. And my mom was a, a very um, amazing woman. She mentored me and she was a prayer warrior and she was just very, very gracious in, in to her family and to her children and people who knew her. And I remember when my mom um, went on to be with the Lord in um, September of 2014, I went through a year of just a personal um, inner um, turmoil of some things that I was just struggling with. I knew um, that she made that decision and I knew my mom was with the Lord. So that wasn't an issue. And I was glad that she was not suffering and in pain. So that transition, I was able to walk through that transition. Of course, I grieved and, and missed her. But at the same time, the enemy was tormenting my mind. The enemy was tormenting my mind with things that I would say would have been trivial because you know, I, I, I will call myself um, a mature Christian. I've been walking with the Lord. I, I, I'm growing every day. I haven't reached this place um, where we've arrived, but I'm growing every day. And there was some things that I just knew about God, but I felt like the enemy was just plaguing my mind with a, a, with a disconnect of, you know, that, um, that as my mom now was uh, in heaven serving the Lord around his throne, that there was now no connection. She forgot that she had a family here on earth. It was just done. It was over with. And then I also felt almost a feeling of, um, I knew my mom was a strong prayer warrior. She, she prayed on this side of, uh, of, uh, on the earth, like no one other that I knew, especially for her family. And so I was just being plagued by these thoughts, you know, I never mentioned it to anyone. It was in my mind. And I had these thoughts, um, that, you know, just feeling not prayed for, um, crazy, but real to me. So some of you who are listening under the sound of my voice, there may be some, some things that you could have been attacked with in 2020 that you feel like, you know, I don't even want to share it or no one under, you know, could understand what you're walking through. I want you to know that God sees and God knows God sees and God knows. And it's not trivial to God. God loves you. He's interested in you. He's interested in your life. He he's interested interested in the things that, that affects your heart. Okay. And so God used a prophet by the name of Sean Bolts in 2015, September. It was a conference here in Oklahoma and I went to it. It was a love conference. And I went to this conference and um, someone said, you know what? He called a, a, a lady by the name of Gwendolyn. And I believe it was you because I, I was trying to make it the first night. It was at my daughter's volleyball game. Didn't make it. My best friend said, you know, I believe it was you. He called your name and he said, Gwendolyn. Another woman went up there. And when she went there, he said, no, you're not my Gwendolyn. They were very perturbed by him saying it wasn't the right Gwendolyn. So they felt like it was me. And I said, okay, I'm going to go. But I, you know, I had some things I had to work out and shift in my schedule for that. That second day. And another woman who I really didn't know that well, but it was my daughter's friend in high school called me and said, you know what? I want to pay your way to go to this conference. I feel like the Lord um, called your name yesterday and the Gwendolyn is you. 
And so, you know, it ended up, long story short, I ended up going and I went to the afternoon set, made it to that morning session and afternoon session. And she ran over to the, the man of God and, and she um, said, you know what, that woman that you called out, Gwendolyn, yesterday, um, she's here, she's here today. And I was still across the room because it was a quite large church. The church was quite large. And she ran over to him and he asked her, um, she's a white woman. And she asked her, he asked her, um, is she a black woman? And her eyes was big. She was like, yes, yes, she is. And so I finally made it over across the, um, sanctuary. And he said to me, he said, um, Gwendolyn, you know, come here. And I, I came up to him and I walked up to him. And he said, are you my Gwendolyn from Chicago? And Anyone who knows me know I'm originally from Chicago and I moved to Oklahoma. And I said, yes, I am. He said, well, come back this evening and I want to minister to you. I came back to that evening service and he started to minister, opened up with how what we were walking through as a family and, you know, some of the things we were um, dealing with. He gave a, a favorite scripture of mine in John 12, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and die, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And then he shifted the whole prophecy and said, you know what? Do you have a mother or a grandmother or a mother in heaven by the name of Laverne? And I'm telling you, it was like I nearly lost the, I barely could stand up. My husband was standing there and he said, yes. And then he went on to proceed um, to um, continue with the word of the Lord about that. My mom is looking at the face of Jesus every day, looking in his face. And I was like, yeah, I know. I, I can't imagine. And he said, she also looks at you all, her family. And that answered my first question that I had in my heart about my mom forgetting us. And to, to, to think that God would be that detailed, to think that God would be that detailed was beautiful to me and ministered to me. And he also said, your mom is your intercessor. And you know, I've heard so many, you know, stories about, yes, we have our function here on earth, but it doesn't end. If you were praying here, you're praying and we're still on the same team and we have a cloud of witnesses that's rooting on the believers in the earth, praying and interceding. And, you know, it didn't stop. My mom prayed for me, didn't stop. But know this, we have a number one high priest and intercessor, which is Jesus Christ, who's praying for us. But it, where I was in my journey hearing that, it ministered to me. So that word went on. So I'm sharing that personal testimony to let you know that that prophetic word carried such a power dimension. And in that um, case for me, it broke off some, some mental anguish and bondage that I was dealing with and only God could have done it. Because I didn't share it with anyone. I didn't share that with my, with my family. And I didn't go out and share it with all my friends. It was just personal in my heart. And God chose in his goodness and in his kindness and in his love for me to speak to that personal issue. So today, I want to talk about the power of the prophetic word. The power of the prophetic word as we're stepping and embarking into 2021. I want you to know that the power of the prophetic word is like a trumpet. It can declare a sound. And when you 
hear that trumpet, it let, let me tell you, it produces change. It produces movements. It causes bondages to break because we understand that even when you're in the army and even when they give that sound, they understand how to get in position. They understand what to do next. They understand when to march, when to turn. And I'm telling you, the prophetic word is like a trumpet. It releases a sound in the spirit that will produce changes and it produce movement and it breaks chains. And I thank God for that. And so when we are stepping in to this new decade, this new era, this new time, know that God has already spoken from his written word, but there's also words that have been released by the prophets in this day and in this hour over a people, maybe over your life. I want to encourage you not to let go of the prophetic word that was spoken over your life. I want you to stir it up just like Paul told Timothy, do not neglect, listen, the gift of God, do not neglect those words that were spoken over you because I'm telling you there is power in those words. And I want to read to you a passage for those of you who are taking notes or you're listening to this, or you're going to go back and listen and take notes. You know, I'm thinking like I'm in church and you got your notepad, but some of you, you may have your notepad, but in second Kings, this is one of my favorite passages of all times. I love this passage in second Kings chapter seven. And I just want to go over this and read this chapter, um, really fast to you because a paraphrase, it was a horrible famine. This famine was so horrible that the moms were eating their children. It, they didn't have any food. They were selling dung. They were selling um, a stool to eat. That is a bad famine. And we think we've been in hard times with this pandemic. No, we haven't seen hard times. And I'm telling you, this was a, a very difficult place for a lot of people, for God's people, for people in the land who wasn't even serving God. It was a hard place to be in. And, and, and listen, the prophet at that time was Elisha and he began to release the word of the Lord in chapter seven of second Kings. And I'm going to start here and give you this story. It said, then Elisha said, hear the word of the Lord. So now the prophet is giving the word. He said, thus says the Lord of hosts tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. So now he's talking about what's going to happen in Samaria and where Samaria, Samaria had the family. The famine was in Samaria. The king of Israel was dealing with this famine and they were attacked by Syria. Verse two, it says, then a Lord on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God and said, behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, behold, the prophet said this, he said, behold, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat any of it. And there was four lepers. Now the story shifts. Verse three. And there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate and said one to another, why sit we here until we die? If we say we'll enter the city, then the famine is in the city and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we'll die also. 
Now, therefore, come and let us fall onto the host of the Syrians. And if they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. Verse five. Then they rose up in the twilight to go onto the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come onto the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no one there. For the Lord made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and the noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore now they arose and they fled in the twilight and listen, and they left their tents and their horses and their asses and even the camp as well. And they fled for their life. And when these lepers came to the uttermost parts of this camp, they went into one tent and they ate, listen, and they drank and they carried thence for silver, gold, clothing, and they went and they hid it. And then they came again and entered into another tent and carried some more. And they went and they hid it. Then they said one to another, we do not well. This day is a day of good tidings and we hold our peace. And if we tarry till the morning light, some mischief will come upon us. Now, therefore, come that we may go and tell the king's household. So they came. And they called the porter of the city and they told him saying, we came to the camp of the Syrians and behold, there was no one there, neither the voice of man, but horses were tied and the asses were tied and the tents, they were there. Everything was just left there. And he called the porters and they told it to the king's house within. And listen, and the king arose in the night and said unto his servants, I will now uh, see what the Syrians have done to us. See, look what they've done. So this, the king is now just a little bit disturbed. He said, they know that we are hungry. Therefore, they are gone out of the camp. They hid themselves in the field saying, when we come out of the city, we will catch them alive and get into the city. And one of the servants answered and said, let's take some, you know, men and, and let's take five horses that remain and let's go and leave the city. Behold, um, they are as a multitude of Israel are left in it and behold, I say that they are even as a multitude of Israelites that are consumed. Let us send and see. So let us send a few and see. And they took therefore two chariot horses and the king sent after the host of the Syrians saying, go and see. And when they, and when they went after the Jordan and lo was, they saw a, a, a load of garments and vessels, which the Syrians have cast away while they were running in their haste and the messengers returned and told the king and the people went out, spoiled the tents of the Syrians. So a measure of fine flour was sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. And the king appointed the Lord on whose hand leaned to have charge over the gate. So when the king 
um, had that um, Lord who he was leaning on. He told that Lord, I want you to be charged over the gate. And the people trod upon him in the gate and he died as the man of God had said, who spoke when the king came down to him. And it came to pass as the man of God had spoken to the king saying, two measures of barley for a shekel and a measure of fine flour for a shekel shall be tomorrow about this time in the gate of Samaria. And the Lord answered the man of God and said, now behold, if the Lord should make windows in heaven, might such a thing be? And he said, behold, Thou shalt see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat thereof. And so it fell out onto them for the people trod upon him in the gate and he died. Wow. What a chapter. What a chapter. And I want to extract some things from this chapter. And I want to talk about the power of the prophetic word that was spoken by the prophet Elisha in 2 Kings chapter 7. Number one, the power of the prophetic word. It, number one, it confronts doubt and unbelief. The power of the prophetic word can confront doubt and unbelief. In verse two, the prophet prophesied. He said, listen, this time tomorrow, this is what's going to happen. And listen, the Lord where, who the king was leaning on didn't believe. And so he said, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And let me tell you what the prophet told him. He said, behold, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat thereof. So the prophet confronted doubt and unbelief. Let me tell you, the power of the prophetic word will confront doubt and unbelief. What else will this do? Number two, it brings proper alignment. The prophetic word brings proper alignment. Why do you say this, Gwendolyn? I see it in verse three and four. It says, listen, after that, it says there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate. And they said one to another, why sit we here until we die? Let me tell you, conversation between these four leprous men came about as a result of the prophetic word. It all shifts now from the prophet, from the king, and from the Lord. And it takes us into verse three, talking about four leprous men. The power of the prophetic word brings alignment. Why are you saying this? Mental alignment. Some of us are thinking things out of order, but when we allow the prophetic word to come into our lives, when the prophetic word is being released, it starts to bring a new way of thinking. It shifts the pattern of thought. And so now they're saying, if we enter into the city, then the famine is in the city. So they're thinking, they're having discussion. They're shifting the way they were just sitting there. And they said, and they, they began to reason. And they said, we'll die if we stay here, right? He said, but listen, and we can die even if they catch us. But what if they don't kill us? We can live. But if they kill us, we'll die. So now we see that the prophetic word in verse three and four starts to bring alignment in their thinking. Verse three, the power of the prophetic word. I mean, point 
three. It brings movement. It brings movement. I see this in verse five. It said, and then they rose up in the twilight to go into the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. Number three, the prophetic word brings movement. It caused the lepers to get up and move. So number one, the prophetic word is power in it and it confronts doubt and unbelief. Number two, it brings proper alignment mentally. Let me tell you, number three, then it brings movement. When you're aligned in your thinking, it'll cause you to move. And number four, it releases the miraculous. The power of the prophetic word can release the miraculous. Why are you saying this? We see this in verse six and seven. For the Lord made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses and even the noise of a great host. You're talking about an army. And lo, the king of Israel, this is what they began to think, the, 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 the Syrians. They were like, man, the king of Israel has hired the Hittites and the Egyptians to come upon us. So verse seven, they arose and fled in the twilight. They left their tents and listen, and they left their horses. They left their animals. They left their gold, the silver, the tents, the food. They left it all. Let me tell you the movement came with the lepers. And as a result, the prophetic word brought the miraculous. Their movement brought the miraculous. And now we see that the Syrian army fled because God caused their God caused the, the, the footsteps of the four leprous men to sound like a great mighty host, to sound like a great army. Wow. Talking about miracles, talking about signs and wonders. Thank you, God. And number five, the prophetic word provokes, it convicts, it brings about that conviction and it leads us to do what is right. It leads us to righteousness. Let me tell you in verse eight, when these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went into one tent, they ate and they drank and they carried the silver and the gold and the clothes and they went and they hid it and they came again and they entered another tent and they did the same thing. And in verse nine, they said one to another, we do not well. This day is a day of good tidings and we hold our peace. Listen, if we tarry till the morning, some mischief can come upon us. Now, therefore come that we may go and tell the king's household. So now we see plain right here in verse eight through 10. So they went and they told the porter of the city and they told them what happened. And now listen, as a result, they said, um, as a result of this, they were convicted because they were just enjoying it. So the prophetic word will convict us of what we're doing. That's out of alignment. That's out of alignment with God's word. That's out of alignment with his will. That's out of alignment of, of getting you into the right place. Come on. It'll convict us and it'll cause us to do what we ought to be doing to do what is right. So then they did what was right. And they told the, the, the porter, listen for the king, 
what all was going on. There's all this food and silver and gold here in the, in the, in the camp of the Syrians. And guess what? The prophetic word, point number six, my last point in verse 16 and 17, it brings fulfillment. The prophetic word brings fulfillment. 16 and 17. And the people went out and they spoiled the tents of the Syrians. So a measure of fine flour was sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. And in verse 17, is and the king appointed the Lord on whose hand he leaned to have charge over the gate. Remember that man who was full of doubt and unbelief and the people trod upon him in the gate and he died as the man of God said, who spake with the king when the king came down to him. So we see that the prophetic word, there is power in it and it brings fulfillment. So Gwendolyn, what are you saying? I'm telling you to hold on to what God has spoken to your heart in 2019 and 2020 and stepping into 2021. Don't let go of the word of the Lord. There is power in the written word. There's power today specifically in the prophetic word. Number one, the word, the prophetic word confronts doubt and unbelief. Number two, the prophetic word brings proper alignment. Number three, the prophetic word brings movement. It causes movement. Number four, the prophetic word releases the miraculous. It has the ability and a grace to release the miraculous. The prophetic word convicts and it leads us to righteousness. It leads us to do what is right. And lastly, point number six, it brings fulfillment. The prophetic word brings fulfillment. There is a grace on the word to bring it to pass. Let me tell you, you don't have to force it to come to pass. There's a grace. The prophet released this word in the beginning of the chapter. And we see as the story progressed that that word was released and it's like a trumpet. Okay. That word is like a trumpet and it releases frequencies and produces sounds and it brings change and it brings movement and it breaks bondages because that's the power of the prophetic word. And I want to encourage you as I am closing this podcast, I want to encourage you to allow God to speak to you, allow God to speak to your heart, allow God to speak to you in this season and in this close of 2020. And as we're embarking into 2021, allow God to speak to your heart, allow God to minister to you, hear what the Lord is saying. It's not a time to back down. It's not a time to give up. It's not a time to throw in the towels. It's not a time to say, you know what? I'm tired. It's not going to happen, but I want you to know that it's going to happen. Don't give up. Don't give in. Stand strong. You are victorious. God's word is true and he carries all the power to bring his word to pass. God is not a man that he should lie, let me tell you, nor the son of man that he should repent. But if he said it, he will do it, okay? Let me tell you, he watches over his word to perform it, and he is not slack concerning his promises towards you. Be encouraged, be encouraged. Our God is faithful. There is power today 
in the prophetic word. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm excited. I'm closing out 2020 on top and I'm going in to 2020 on top. How about you? How about you? Thank you so much today for listening to this um, episode on the power of the prophetic word. I would love for you to subscribe to A Voice in the Darkness on Apple Podcasts or the Google Podcasts. And on the Apple Podcast, you can actually rate it. So I would love for you to rate me and share because maybe this can bless a friend or a family member. If you can share it on, on your on your page, uh, oh God, that would be such a blessing. And until next time, until next time, I'm your host, Gwendolyn Forte with A Voice in the Darkness signing off.